0: Amen. You may be seated and on your way down why don't you greet the person next to you and welcome them this Sunday um, morning and Amen. If your dad is next to you we're going to we're going to wish them Happy Father's Day later on, okay? A little bit more. Some of you are wondering why is Brother Sam here? Where's Pastor? Um, So I'm here to deliver some news. Uh, Pastor's family um, namely Sister Huayah Jabez and um Sister Adora, they they are down with COVID. So, Pastor, out of precaution, is at home because he wants to protect the congregation. So, he sent me. (laughs) Um, First of all, I want to say that um, Happy Father's Day to all dads. Uh, Some of you here uh, have been dads way longer than me. Some of you here, you know, in the early days when I was in TJ, you know, when I didn't have a father figure in, in church, you were my father figures and I I want to honour all of you, fathers. Uh, TJ, can we honour our fathers here? Thank you. Um, and of course, I honour my own dad. You know, some people say hey, when I grew up doing like my parents. For me, I'm the opposite. When I grew up, I always wanted to be like my dad. You know, that's why I joined. I took physics. I want to do engineering, but I realised that I'm not like my father. Um, yeah, I F all the way la. Uh, Physics. I feel science at Tree, three. I can't believe it. Uh, so you know, and I also want to give honour to pastor. You know, Pastor, I wish he was here. Um, Pastor has been my dad, spiritually, since I came to TJ. He brought, he taught me my first UTB. And um, I won't be here because without him. And I'm, I'm a bit emotional because of that. Um, today's Father, Today, I know it's going to be a Father's Day message, but I think the word of the Lord goes beyond just Father's. Amen. So ladies, this message is for you. Kids, youths, this message is for you. Okay, it applies for all. I also want to acknowledge that I'm speaking to many fathers this morning who have been doing this way longer than I. So please do, please understand, I'm a young father. I have a lot, a lot to learn from you. I need your encouragement. I thank God, Brother Cal, for praying for me. He's a father that I look up to as well. And whatever that I'm preaching today, I spent a lot of time talking to pastor yesterday. So you're hearing his words. <laughs> okay? You're hearing my heavenly father's words and you're hearing my spiritual father's words. Okay, so it's not me, or I'm not. No, I'm still. I, this message is for me also, because I'm a young father. Fathers are very important to families. I heard a BBC news report that day. Very interesting. Do you know there was a young elephant? They, they say young, young male elephants in this zoo or this, um, uh, no, in this, this wildlife area was running wild there, eh? and they were running over trees, fighting with each They were, they were attacking the rhinos. The rhinos were bullied by these young elephants. And then they were wondering, how come uh, these young elephants are so aggressive? Eh? And they did a uh, research and they observed uh, that there were no male older elephants around in their, their herd. So they decided to solve these problems, okay? because I think they killed all the male elephants and they were poached. To fix these problems, the experts flew a group of male adult elephants and dropped them into the herd. And the moment these adult elephants were dropped into the herd, these male adult elephants, in the midst of the chaos, while all these young elephants were causing problems, all these male adult elephants started to raise their trunks and make all these loud sounds They flapped their ears. And the moment they did that, all the teenage elephants calmed down. And And all these elephants, these male elephants, stopped fighting because they were no longer calling the shots. These terrorist elephants were dealt with by adult male elephants. This is a true BBC report. Huh? And the re- and all the, and researchers have said this is one of the examples to show the importance of, fam- of a father in a family unit. Because when the young little young elephants that you have, they're running around wild, they're destroying your homes, they're killing each other. All the older f- elephants, <laughs> one male elephant come out, hey, can you all stop it? Whoa everybody shuts down. See, being a father is not easy. The problem of being a father is that we can never get it right 100%. If I give you time, you don't have bread. If I give you um, money, you don't have me. (laughs) And I have an obligation that your life will be better than mine. And the hard part of being a father is that everybody wants what they want now. The kid wants it now. The wife wants it now. The job needs you now. The opportunity is now. (laughs) But as a father i want to be better i really do none of us are there yet i'm definitely not there yet and i have a long way to go but because i love god and i love my family i want to be a better man today i'm going to preach about something which pastor speak up, spoke about last week about being a better man i know all of you thinking about that song it's in your minds right now i won't lie to you i played it yesterday just to wonder what it was again I want to be a better man turn to someone next to you and say i want to be a better a better person a better person because i know not everybody is a man you see see the spirit of holiness is always about striving to be better and every day we are being perfected by the grace of god over time you see when we stop being better we fall behind let me give you one example how many of you are holding nokia phones Thank God, otherwise, you're probably a your father. Uh, <laughs> we don't have Nokia phones anymore. Why? Because they used to be the number one, you know, right? Every kid had a Nokia phone, you know the 3 Chi 101 uh, Then why not? You drop the phone, the floor break and eh? not the phone. Eh? <laughs> you don't need self defense weapons. You just take the Nokia phone out, right? You throw it at the thief, right? The guy puts it already. No point in stealing 3C10s. They are the ultimate weapon. And I remember the only game I played at that time was the snake game. We actually completed the game, there was so much time. See, Nokia fell behind because they were there. But they didn't get better. And so every one of us here, no matter where we are, you can be 13, you can be 20, you can be 40. I'm almost 40. I can't believe it. You can be 60. There is always room to be better. Just because you're a market leader then doesn't mean you're a market leader now. But today, I'm going to present to you a few things. Why be a better man? Why? Ready? First one. We want to be better because, first of all, it is expected of us. Matthew chapter five, verse forty-eight. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. First Peter chapter one, verse fourteen to fifteen. It says, "As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as He who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct." they shall see God. See, one of the most deceptive statements that we hear a lot today is this, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. Now, I also understand this. Nobody is perfect, okay? If you are perfect, you are not here, or you are Jesus. But God doesn't expect you to be perfect. That's a very common statement I hear, but is that really true? Because didn't Jesus say, therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. You see, their intentions are good. When they say God, don't expect to be perfect. Maybe they want to encourage a fellow sin. Maybe they are fighting this war of sin, or maybe they want to diffuse tension. You know for unbelievers, when you talk about faith, you don't want to sound so legalistic. So I understand their intentions when they say that. But when we take this statement as a truth, we lower God's expectation. For his people, we de-emphasize the importance of holiness of becoming more like Christ. We cheapen the grace of God, and there's a promise in the Bible that in the last days, when we reach heaven, when we He will see us, we will become more like Him. We become like Him. You see, there is no desire to be better if we don't talk about becoming holy. It's very important that we want to acknowledge sin and its reality rather than hiding behind the excuse, I'm just not perfect. I understand that. But it doesn't stop us from being perfect. You see, when all of us here, if you're born again, thank God, the Bible says you are justified. But here's the deal. We are still growing up to be more mature. Fathers, we are here. We're all, we all growing up to be more mature. I'm a very immature father. I know. <laughs> I know it. I see the things, that I, the things I say, the things I do at home. I'm very well aware. I have a lot to learn. Amen. All the grandfathers here, are, I have a lot to learn from you. Please teach me your ways. You know the, the patience you have. I'm, I'm only at my eighth year and I cannot take it already. Okay, you guys lasted 40, 50 years. It's a miracle you're still in church. Uh, maybe, you, that, maybe that's why you're still in church. You need Jesus. We are being sanctified by the power and the Holy Spirit and His Word. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 4, 5, for it is sanctified by the Word of God and prayer. So that means the Bible tells us that just because you're born again, it doesn't mean you're done. There is a call to be better. Second, uh, Titus 2, 11-12 talks about the grace of God. It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world. God gave us grace not to save us for the past. God gave us grace so that we can be better and be safe for the future. Amen. So I want you to see there are many scriptures in the Word that God is saying in a a, a different way. Be better. Grow up. Mature. You see, at the end of my life, I want to look at the end of my life and compare to the start and realize that I became a better version of myself. I don't want to go back to version 1 of Sam. eh. I want to be version what is the latest update for Windows. I don't want to be 5.6 eh? I want to be Windows 11, 12. I'm out of date. I'm a boomer. <laughs> Lord help me. Okay. But the point is this. When we, when Jesus comes back again, are you a different, are you the best version of yourself? 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know when He is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see Him as He is. Here's the second reason why we want to be better. If you love something or someone, you want to do better for that person. Didn't Jesus say this in John 14:15? If you love me, keep my commandments. See, all of us has potential. But you'll always stay potential if we're not harnessed. You see, because God has been the best dad for me, I want to be the, my best To him. Second Timothy 2 3 to 5, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the war the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. One of the reasons why I want to be better is because of love. See, being a father is like a, like a soldier i always find it very i'm sorry if i'm walking very weirdly i played netball last week right and i was i popped my calf uh. so yeah so i was trying to jump right that's not i'll try to it. i'm jumping on one leg because i cannot hop my leg so don't, don't mind me uh. I'm, I'm not because i want okay but being a father i always find it very amusing about fathers i see them uh, they carry I have this neighbor he always carries his kid he has this you know, the, the baby carrier thing in front. Then the baby is there. Then at the back, he has this big backpack. He's probably his diaper bag. Then on his side, is another bag. You know, I don't know for what. And then he has, he, this guy top us, everything this carrier around. Like. When I look at him, right? Like, it's very funny. Uh, I have these images uh, of a soldier. Like. Because I also remember the time when I was doing field camp, uh, I go for my road march, right? I also carry my backpack. And then I also carry my SBO. You know the SBO thing? You know what's that? It's preparing you for fatherhood, there. Eh. You think you wear the harness in front is for army? One day you will carry a chow. Then you have a rifle. The rifle is your chow. Same thing. You cannot lose the rifle. You cannot lose your chow. You got to clean your rifle. You got to clean your chow. The only thing is different. You cannot send back the armscot. <laughs> so when I look at father's, I look at well, army is training me. Then all the road marches. Oh, you carry, you bring them to gardens by the bay. You are walking a lot. You bring a white shopping. You're also carrying them. Yeah. The twenty-four rook, I believe our shopping trips are, could be 24 clicks. Yeah. I feel more tired shopping than I am carrying the chow. So guys, army is for daddy. Okay. Oh yeah. Back to the rifle. Just like the rifle. The chow is like a weapon. If you trigger it, you'll make a loud sound. <laughs> and then everybody panic really. Don't mess with children. But my point is this. We go army because we have to. But we become a better man for our family because we want to. Our motivation is to be better. And it has to be founded upon love. Number three. This one. Why be a better man? Because this causes us to love God more. I want to show you a picture. Uh, I don't know whether you can put a picture in, in the slide. I'll show you a quick picture of Lauren. This is when she was born. Okay. And... I don't, I don't have to show too much, but I just want to quickly say that this was the first few posts I put there. And I remember looking at Lauren during the KK Hospital stay, and I told Lauren this when she was a baby. Yeah, She doesn't know. I said, you know, Lauren, you will probably never know daddy is watching you right now. That's the feeling I felt for my first child. You probably never know I'm watching over you right now. And it was at that moment, I literally, I promise you, I heard from God tell me. He said, Sam, do you know that there are many days I was watching over you and you don't even realize it as well. See, fatherhood changed me a lot. Like, because I also begin to see uh, things from God's perspective. I, like, fathers, can you agree? Can you agree with me? Last time we don't understand God that well, right? Until we become fathers, like, oh no, I know God like that. It kicks him. Wow, oh, God, I caused you so much pain. You see, there's so much of parenting experience, you know, that I've not gone through. You know, I'm a youth leader. I know they're different with me than with you. I say again, I know they are different with me than with you. Okay, so thank you for trusting me with them. Pastor always say this, when you're young, you got headache, you got backache. But when they hit teenagers, you get heartache. Amen. I'm not there yet. I have not felt the pain of rejection yet. Little bit, but not that much. But I thank God we have a heavenly father that knows exactly what rejection from his children feel like. I remember as a father, all of you here who can identify, everyone, you guys woke up at 3 to 4 a.m. You woke up at night. You carry them to sleep. You try to give your wife an extra hour. You want to throw them away, but you cannot. (laughs) I always tell the story, and I told Lauren this. There's one time I was carrying her at 3.30, right? I literally walked past my rubbish chute, and those crazy thoughts went through my head. I said, no, 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 step out. Stop it, Sam, you dumb boy. I know okay. All the time you all bring them for I know la, you all bring them tuition, the efforts, ferry them to play dates, bring them back. They never even say thank you. And all these things I begin to look back at myself and say, Wow well, Lord, I'm just like them. But yet, despite all that, you still love them. And yet, despite all that, God still loves you. And that's why becoming a better man. Why? Why be a better man? Because as we become better, we also realize how imperfect we are. And how much God loves you as a father. Amen. Amen. This year, Father's Day, right? Wow, I really look at my dad differently. The last few Father's days, I just went through the motions. This one, I really thought through. I said, wow, I really, my dad went through so much. Amen. That being said, on a side note... <laughs> If you can approach God with this perspective, it will help you a lot. Some people say, hey, why Tabernacle of Joy? Ah? I mean, if you're a guest here, lah. why you all like to dance ah, in worship? Why do some people jump, 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 hop, 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 ah, and they don't really, you know, why are you doing such a silly thing? Let me ask you a question. When you're a kid, right, you see a baby dancing and shouting and screaming, and they were like dancing before you, parents, you happy or not? Right, you're very happy. You see the child, you know, hold the mic and they sing and dance and stuff. It makes you happy, Right. Because there's a joy. You're playing with your child. You swing them around. You know, they are, they're having fun. They're not like, like robots sitting there and watching you. Legalistic. I'm afraid to move. No. Children are meant to express themselves. They, they run around. They dance. They sing. And you makes you as parents happy. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think God feels the exact same thing as well? Because our God is a God that enjoys His children. He's not the God in heaven that gives you the Ten Commandments and says, You move, you die. He's a God that knows how to play with you. I mean, I won't say play, but in a sense, He knows how to, the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is likeness. Come on, TJ Saints. Don't be afraid to dance in the service. Don't be afraid to worship and express your love to God because your heavenly Father is seeking such to worship Him. The same way your child makes you happy dancing, you make God happy when you sing and dance to the Lord. Just to throw it in, okay. I just want to encourage you all. Zephan- I like this Zephaniah. Nobody reads from that. Zephaniah 3:17. The Lord your God is in your midst, the mighty one will save you. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I never heard a scripture that tells me that God sings. Because when God looks at you, He sings over you like a father would sing to a child. The wheels on the bus go round and round and He calms you down. I want you to imagine a Heavenly Father like that. But back to the message, the reason why I want to be a better man because I want to be the best version of myself to my God, to my Heavenly Father. Number four, because people will see Jesus in me. I saw a Father's Day quote the other day. It says, The greatest motivation to become a better man is knowing that someone looks up to you. Ephesians 525 27, Husbands, love your wife as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Kids are always watching. And studies have shown that people who don't have a good relationship with their fathers, they have a hard time to trust and to receive the love of Christ. That's why I want to be a better man. Because as I allow God to refine me and change me to become more like Him, it makes it easier for the people that live with me to receive Christ. It makes it easier because they look at you and they feel like you are like the one that you're preaching about. You're like the one, you know, I'm very scared to preach sometimes because my child always used my words against me. Then you say in sermon, uh, then why are you like that? Uh? My oldest one is at their stage already, you know, where they can use my sermon against me. Eh? Oh no, 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 pastor, pastor preach every week. The standard at home, he set for himself very high. Eh. It's a lot of pressure, there, Right? <laughs> You don't feel the pressure. I feel the pressure. Who think that's why thank God for Tiny Thoughts Kids Church. (laughs) Send them there. (laughs) Don't use my words against me anymore. (laughs) They're funny one of our kids. Teenagers. (laughs) Um, Romans 8.15 It tells us, For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Notice something here. The opposite of the spirit of fear is the spirit of Adoption. You know what the one thing that fathers bring to any family? Courage. Fathers bring courage to a family. Because every time there is fear, usually it's because the daddy is not there. Your children are that Why? When you're not there, I remember my kid, every night, I don't say who, every night I would try to sleep in my own room with my wife and everything. 3am, no fail. Every night, 3am, wake up, run to me. Daddy, where are you? And then come, can I see you? I think, cannot. I say no, I must see you. And for every night until today, that kid I don't tell you who are, ah, will always have to sleep next to me because they're scared. There's something about having a father that deals with the bondage of fear. I want to encourage those who I knew this morning. If you don't know, if you don't know the heavenly father in your life. Maybe that's why you're still struggling with fear. Amen. That's why there's insecurity. No father equals insecurity. I tell you something, when father stepped in on me, ah, I, I want to say something, I know I'm going to hear my nose. I just want to end with this, but yesterday was very funny. Yesterday, I was panicking. You know, when pastor got COVID, I panicked. You all don't know, I've been praying for him, no. the whole week. Eh, I said, God, please, please don't let Buster get sick. Please, please. Lord, heal them, Lord, because if they don't, if he don't come, I got to do, no. I really pray, I said, God, please. But in the end, he also never come. So yesterday, I mean, I was prepared quite a while back, but I was struggling. I was really struggling with the message. I couldn't, I, I had no clarity. I was panicking. You don't think preacher don't panic? I can't hear from God. I have no, no direction. I mean, I have, the, I have the message, but I'm not clicking it. Oh, I know that night. I was, I was very frustrated. I told God, I said, God, I don't get it. Lord, I pray a lot. I repent. I repent already. I don't feel, I don't hear from you, I'm stuck. Eh. And then pastor text me, he said that, hey, you need any help, huh? drop me a call. Huh? But I'll be honest, at the time, I didn't call him, you know why? I said, I don't disturb him. Like his family already, all COVID. Back of my mind, I said, I can still do this. I can still do this. So I go and prepare, prepare, prepare. prepare. In the end, frustrated. I said, I don't talk about it. I, just, I literally just sat down, blank space, and eh? like Tomorrow is gonna be gonna be bad. I feel so bad for tj man i feel so bad for tj i felt the weight there well then pastor call me he say hey i talked to you a bit and we spent like a good i can't remember how long it took about 15 20 15 minutes he just told me where he was going he shared his heart to me everything but i must say every time he talked right slowly i felt myself uncluttered Wow, oh, clarity came in. So, oh yeah, I got the flow. Oh, the flow came in. Oh, I see where you're going, pastor. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, I get it. Wow, oh, speak to me. Then after he finished that phone call, right? I felt that clarity eh, from God again. Eh. And then after I wrote five minutes, I'm done already. I literally just boom. Okay, I can preach already. I know where God is going. You see, the thing about fathers is that sometimes as you grow older and I'm going to speak to myself, I feel like I don't need a father. I feel like I'm old enough. I'm independent. I'm a 40-year-old, almost 40-year-old man. I can do things by myself. You know, I preach before. I do Bishan body Side, You know, I can do my own thing. But yesterday, I was brought back to reality that I need a father. And some of us here this morning, we are brought back to the reality when life goes tough and it's overwhelming and our job is killing us and we don't know what to do. You still need a father, you know. You will never grow too old to need a father. You can, this morning, I needed my father. I lost my, my credit card, handphone, everything, my wallet, you know. Yesterday, doing my father's day gift. Know who the first one I call? Dad, help! I called my father. My father and then, before I stepped in the service, my dad said, I found it. My dad searched the whole car, searched everywhere. And he managed to find all my credit cards and stuff. I'm almost 40 eh. I still call my father to help me find my credit card eh. I feel like a loser, right? (laughs) But you know something? I think God was teaching me a very harsh lesson. Don't grow up from needing a father. 13, 20, 40, 60. Because life is tough. Life is uncertain. And we get fearful. But we always have a father. But let's say your father is not here on earth right now. You have a heavenly father who is one call away and he is here to save the day. Pastor saved me last night. My dad saved me this morning. Maybe I need to save my kid later. <laughs> okay, where am I? Okay, today not long. huh? I'm, I'm, I'm the only reason why you're not having your Father's Day lunch now. So I understand, okay? Next one. How to be a better man then? You ask the question, how do I be a better man? First of all, it begins with a choice. Colossians 3, 25 Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. Amen. Choosing to be a better man comes with a reward. The Bible says there is a reward to this. So it begins with a choice. You have to choose it today. Number two, you've got to be responsible for your growth. This one is very important. If you forget a lot of things I say, remember this. You want to be a better man, you've got to be responsible for your growth. Luke 14, 18 says this. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. He wants excuses. They began making excuses. If you want to be a better man, you cannot keep justifying and making excuses. At some point, if you want to be better, you've got to say, I am responsible for all this. There's a difference between giving reasons and excuses. Let me give you an illustration. Let's say you're late for the appointment. Okay, you say, oh, there's bad weather. The, the, everybody slow down. There's circumstances. There's other people. Fair enough. Oh, I hit a, a, every red light along the way. I cannot. Fair enough. There's circumstances. But here's your part of it. I left my house with only a 5 minutes cushion. I did not take the weather into account. I did not look at the weather report the night before. I wanted to sleep an extra 10 minutes. This is your part. You see, if we always give excuses for things things and not take responsibility, we will never own the part that we own. And here's the thing, we will never get better. You see, reasons become excuses when they are used to avoid responsibility. When we make excuses, we focus on everything and everyone else but ourselves unknowingly that when we blame others or things, we are exercising a form of entitlement. You see, we have an entitlement problem if our thoughts sound like this. It's his fault that I didn't get the job. Everyone is further ahead than I am because they got an easier life than me. I cannot make a friend because everybody here is so exclusive. I'm depressed because no one cares for me or is there for me. I cannot get a girlfriend or, or, or boyfriend, or whatever, because all the guys are, they all suck and they're all stuck up. <laughs> I don't know why I put that in. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be relatable, lah, okay? some Somewhere along the line, for every bad thing that happens to you, you still got to find your part in this whole equation. That's what I'm trying to say. Because I remember when I first came TJ, I had a really hard time making friends. Okay, I was socially very tough. And I remember telling Pastor, Pastor, I cannot make friends in TJ, man. I, they all not friendly, one. Eh. Nobody talk to me. I don't... You know, nobody engage me. You know, they don't get me. Honest, lah, that's why I felt. Lah, I can't stand it here, no. There's no no group that I can click with. You know, my, my bros last time, very close one. And pastor told me, say, hey, hello. Let me give you one word. Lah. A man who has friends must be friendly. Are you friendly? yo. Yeah, they must also come talk to me, What? Say said, no, are you friendly? Who want to come to you your face so chow? So chow, so tell so, so mean? I was like, oh, that's a good good point. Ah. I said, you're not friendly. No, no, no. You're not friendly how you make friends. And he gave me a commandment. Here's my commandment to you as a spiritual father. Go make a friend. <laughs> I, I, to pray? To fast? No, no. Go make a friend. That's your number one goal right now. Wow, this is a very tough thing for me eh. You ask me to pray, okay. You ask me to go read the Bible, okay. You ask me to go and make a friend. Huh? Wow. So I said, okay, 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 okay. Some point of time, I got to stop blaming that everybody else is against me. Every circumstance, God is against me. My friend is against me. My family, the whole church is against me. No, I could be the problem. If you want to be a better person, you own your part. Because when you begin to change and own your part, the things around you will also shift accordingly. And yes, I started making friends. I can be better, but I started making some friends. I tried to be friendlier. People started talking to me a little bit because I'm no longer sulking at the corner. Now I have to teach my son to do the same thing because my son is exactly like me. He likes to sit in science center. was so tough. He doesn't want to come out of the stroller. I said, come out and play. Don't want? He said, no. I said, come out. No. And my, he needs to work on this. Huh? I love him. He's just like me. Too much. Too much like me. Anyway. You see, it's a reality. We are not all entitled to certain things in life. We are not. In fact, none of us deserve anything good apart from the grace of God. If you want things to change in your life, then we've got to change from our entitlement attitude. It's not everybody else against you. You do what you can do, your part. Weather cannot change, never mind. But can you wake up a bit earlier? See, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Child Swindle. I'm almost done. Two more. Next, how to be better? Know that you are a work in progress. I know this is a long passage of scripture, but it's Father's Day, okay? So, this is a Father's Day scripture. Hebrews 12, 5-11, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? Let me go on. Verse 10. For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. This verse literally tells us that there is always room to grow. You see, think about fathers that I really love. Why you need fathers? I, 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 read, I saw this, this documentary or something like that about the importance of fathers in the home. They say fathers are very different from mothers. Have you the seen the, 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 the clip when they say when the father throws the, the kid, right? Right? When they throw the kid up, the, what the father sees is just normal height. Lah. What the child sees is like medium height, very high. What the mother sees is the child like artisan. have you seen this? Have you seen this one before? I tell you why fathers are very different. When you talk about go play with your child, who do you normally tell to play with your child? Fathers, right? That's why I say, hey, your boys never grow up. Hey, if we, don't, if we grow up, right, who play with your kids? Somebody's going to play with your child, right? And one of the fondest memories I have was playing with my father. He brought me bowling. He brought me badminton. He brought me carom. I love sports. My dad brought me to everything. And there's something about, okay, this is a side note. There's something about fathers playing with children that's very important. Psychologists tell this, eh? when a father plays with a child, you're teaching your child uh, about taking risks. I mean like the picture you saw just now, right? You will never see a mama throw a child up in the air and grab one. Show me a mom that does it. You must be very strong. First of all, physically very hard la. I don't blame mums. It's impossible physically. But also we all naturally mums moms are more comforting, nurturing. Ayo, you fall down, I beat the floor. <laughs> Take responsibility, not the floor. But it's natural. It's okay. We need moms, uh, by the way. If moms, if there's no mom involved now, uh, we probably kill the child by now already. Okay? Accidents happen. But, but, but fathers, why fathers are important? Because when you throw a child in the air, you're telling the child, don't worry, take a risk, I will grab you. There's a security and the child grows up feeling very secure that even though I try and step out and venture to do things that are a bit more, I won't say risky, but more stepping out of my comfort zone, I will be okay. So all this throwing and stuff, wrestling with them on the bed, it is very good. That's why I just say I keep throwing my kid everywhere. He's so happy. Hey, come, Shane. One, two, three. Ah! And same way, fathers have this role, okay? Yes, we encourage you because the world is tough. But there's a part of me that is a, a bit like a sergeant major that says, I want to draw the best out of you, eh. My correction is not to kill you. Eh. My correction is so that I can draw out uh, the potential and the character that I need you to have to live this life. And that's, God is exactly like that. When God chasten us, right? He's doing exactly what a father does because without the father figure pushing us, challenge, there is no need to push ourselves. There's, there's a drive that is missing for that child. See, God is a good father. So please, when God corrects you, please don't think that He hates you. It's the very thing that you need. The boundaries He set for you is the very thing that will protect you and cause you to be better. Timothy Keller said this, repentance is the way we make progress in the Christian life. Indeed, perversive. All of life's repentance is the best sign that we are growing deeply and rapidly into the character of Christ. We need a we need repentance to be our way of life. And God is a, is a good God. He's a father that is fair, that is firm, not fair, he's firm and he's loving. He, he tells you the truth, but he's encouraging. He's grace, he's truth, he's mercy, he's all of that. That's what makes him a great father. He has a combination of both. And grace and truth causes a human being to be a better person. Last one. I'm almost done. Humble yourself by asking help to get help. If you want to be a better person, we've got to humble ourselves. I share this now as dads. One of the hardest things for a man is to ask for help. I learned it the hard way yesterday and this morning. That's why I cried in worship. Because I told God, maybe it's been a while, I've been trying to take things with my own hands. I've been trying to Be a good father. Be a better father. Without asking you to help me. 1 Peter 5, 6-10. I close with this verse. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, Resist him steadfast in faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brother in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. As a father or as a person, okay, I keep saying fathers, but actually it's for everybody. If you say face, you will, you will eventually lose your face. But here's the good news this morning. God gave us hope that we can be better men or better people if we ask Him for help. If we make mistakes, we own up. pastor was telling me about his story, about how you know, he went to text his driving instructor. He said that very day that he told his instructor like his story about his attitude and stuff like that, the instructor said, never mind, never mind. And he said that lesson that he took was the best, he was the best driving instructor he had ever had. That very day he owned up. Wow, thank God. Pastor is the only person that has the courage to go and say, I, I'm like very, uh, really, I say sorry to my driving instructor. But he owned up. And there's something about pastor that I really admire. When he messed up, he will own up one. Eh. If you know him well enough, he will tell me, I messed up. He would say it straight out. And I respect that about him. And as men, there's an example that I want to follow. He told me this, it's better to be a fool for today than to be a fool for the rest of your life. This part pastor said. He said, for many of us who have not gone through the painful trials of parenthood yet, you can decide today to do the right thing before it happens. Maybe for some of us young parents, we have not gone through the trial of a child's rejection. Babies cannot reject you. They are just babies. But today we can choose to forgive them before we are offended. We can decide to be a better man. Here's the good news. God can turn our mourning into dancing. That's what we sang just now. And God can change things around. Can we all stand? Have I kept things simple enough for everybody? This doesn't apply just to fathers. I think this principle applies to every child of God that wants to be a better person. But today I I speak specifically for fathers because I know that parenthood is tough. I know that being a father is tough. But we want to be better for for God. We want to be better for our families. And here's the good news. I want to encourage all of you today. Here's the good news. Today we can just make one call to Jesus. Jesus. You need, this altar call is a call to your Father. When's the last time you call your Heavenly Father this morning? And I want you to reach out your hands to Him and say, God, I cannot be a better person without you. I need your perspective I need your clarity I need your assurance I need you to bring me courage I need your grace I need your encouragement Lord I need you you are my father I will never grow old enough that I don't need a father I can be 60 years old 40 years old 30 years old I need a father this morning can we lift up our hands all over this place and for this Father's Day I want us to start calling upon our Heavenly Father why don't you drop a phone call to Jesus right now and say father I need you I need you for my job situation I'm stuck I don't know what to do with my life anymore. I need direction of what I need to take. Lord, I feel overwhelmed by the workload that I have. I need grace, Lord. Lord, I'm tired being a parent. But Jesus, how do you do it? How do you find grace to forgive? How do you have the patience that, to endure all this? I need your help right now. Come on, tabernacle of joy. We need to call our fathers, our Heavenly Father this morning. I need a father. I need a father because without him, I can do nothing. Without Jesus, I can't be a better person. But Lord, you are my strength. You are my hope this morning. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, echo of Joy. If you, are, if you have an issue right now with your life, why don't you call out to your Father. If you are a Father right now and you need the grace of God, why don't you reach out to your Heavenly Father. <speaking in Hebrew> Jesus is one call away. He's one call away this morning.
1: <speaking in Hebrew> Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Your heavenly father is here right now
0: god has not given us a spirit of fear but he has given us a spirit of adoption that we can cry ever father i call out to you jesus i need you
1: I need a father this morning. I need you, Jesus. I need you to help
0: me with my finances. I need you to help me with this pain that I'm feeling in my back. I need
1: you, God.
0: Come on, why don't you just pray for someone next to you right now and pray that the Father will come and step into into their lives before we pray for our fathers let's pray for one another just for a few more moments
1: come on he's watching over you right now even when you don't realise it he's watching over you come on if you see someone that's not being prayed for why don't you lay your hands on them right now come on
0: come on if your parents are with you you can pray for them as well lord grant grace to my dad grant grace to my mom lord i am so thankful for what they have done to raise me up lord Give them the grace, oh God, to be a better person. Help me to be a better person to help
1: support them. That's it, that's it. Your Heavenly Father is here right now. You don't need to fear. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're never alone, child. You're never alone. He said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm a father that is faithful. I'm a father who is always there. I'm your very present help in time of need i'm a present father iroko ramacha da lolo bosho tororo bokoyo i la bacha da la la macha da 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 la bacha da la 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 bacha da la la macha da da oh ramoku ra 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 bosotiera da thank you jesus thank you
0: lord we love you god we love you daddy you've been the best you've been the best father that one can ever have i want to be better because of you i want to be better god because you were better for me
1: you are so good to me lord ara ba ko thank you jesus They say, Oh, how deep the father's love for us. You need a
0: father this morning. And the good news is your father is here. He's here. He has always been here. He's waiting for you to call out to him.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, God.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Let's love the Lord. Father, we love you. We thank you, God.
1: Come on. Come
0: on. We're not rushing. Take time to talk to your
1: Father just for a few more moments.
0: The next prayer i want to pray is to pray for all our dads if you see a father that is next to you right now can we just lay hands on our dads if your child and your dad is here pray for them if you your dad is not here this is what i did when i was younger i went to another father and says you represent i'm going to pray for you as a father let's pray for our dads this morning
1: father
0: Jesus we pray for our fathers here this morning they have given out so much over the years you can see the callus in their hands and the tiredness in their eyes but in the same way you sacrifice for us they have sacrificed to our families but Jesus we ask for your grace to be there for our dads this morning give them the courage to make decisions that will bless the home to make decisions that will lead the family to be godly would you pour back to them god grace oh god and strength tonight today god you know let them know that they are not alone god let them know god that they can turn to a heavenly father Jesus, bless my father. Bless them, oh God. Bless their health. Bless their finances. And for all all the fathers that are not saved that you are praying for, Jesus, would you bring salvation to my dad? Would you reveal the truth to them, God? That they too will know the heavenly Father. Lord, I pray for our parents right now. Jesus, in this Father's
1: Day, would you grant them the gift of salvation? Because that's the best gift I can give by day. <sighs> Thank, Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you,
0: Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As for me and my house, they will serve you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all our dads today. Thank you, Lord, for all our fathers today. Come on, TJ. Can we thank the Lord for our fathers? Can we thank the Lord? Amen. 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 Can I ask for the congregation to to be seated, but the dads, can you remain standing? And I have a message from Pastor to all of you. Give me a moment. I got a message from Pastor Kona. Hello dads. Okay, so this is a, a message straight from the least, okay? He said, Dear TJ, so sorry that we cannot share this moment together with you, but on this day, we want to wish all fathers a happy Father's Day. This is from Pastor and sister over here. Thank you for being a pillar of strength and support to your family. Thank you. As a token of our appreciation, uh, all Fathers, we are going to present you a special gift and we hope that this gift will be a special handy tool in times of crisis. As you illuminate, see the pun, illuminate your unselfish love and dedication to your family. Something to do with the gift. Lah. <laughs> may the Lord bless you and may the Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious upon you. Happy Father's Day. We love you from the least. This is from Pastor Tim. In fact, he just texted me. <laughs> Amen. Fathers, today we honour you. We thank you. And this is a small token of appreciation we have. You know, this from a pastor in the church. And just to let you know, the fathers, a few fathers were given a vote. La, we voted for this. La. Yeah, I think you all will like it. Amen. But thank you, fathers, for everything that you have done for your families. We appreciate you. And I know you guys are going to have your lunch later, okay? So I don't hold your back. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Why don't we just close the word of prayer and just thank the Lord. Father, we thank you, God, This we thank you, God, today for this wonderful occasion. Father, today as we leave, God, to spend time with our dads, Lord, we pray that you bless every father, Lord, that you will help the family born in unity, God. Lord, we love our dads and we want to support them, God. Just as they have given up to us, we want to give back to them today. We thank you for today's service. We thank you, Father, for being here we give you praise in Jesus' name. Can all God's people say amen? Let's clap our hands on the Lord one last time. Amen.